<laughs> yeah, hold on. Like, ugh. okay, I'm good. Let's party. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your sometimes twice weekly podcast that is, uh, I believe, inspired by the podcast Too Beautiful to Live. I'm not sure which one of you came up with that, but I like it. I am back. I am Bobby. I am in Buffalo, New York. And joining me for this Monday recap edition of LRB in the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas, it's Michael Andrew Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Thank you for the Andrew. Told you I was going to be quick today. In the Stick Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it is Elizabeth Ann Lundholm. Good morning, Ann. we got a lot to do, but you still have time for full names. <laughs> well, you know, keep it formal. Uh, and in the Middle-Aged Momish Studios in Austin, Texas, except not because no. you're in the Middle-Aged Momish Moms Studios <laughs> in is it Austin or Austin adjacent Texas? I'm. Where are you? Yeah, yeah, it's Austin adjacent. Um, yes, I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm uh, in North-ish Dallas, Texas, and I'm not. I'm in my like teen sort of bathroom right now because it's the only place I could <laughs> I could kind of jerry rig something up. We know you were out late last night, but I didn't know that you were actually having to broadcast from a bathroom this morning. <laughs> yeah, hold on, like. Ugh. Okay, I'm good. Bobby, Let's where party. is Hillary today? Bobby, where uh, Hillary where is, is in her mom's bathroom in oh, Dallas, yeah. Texas. <laughs> Dallas? Dallas. Everyone just Dallas. wanted to hear it. We wanted to hear it. So <laughs> That's Hillary Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. Hillary, I'm missing a middle name, aren't I? Because Livingston is your maiden name. <laughs> it is. And Garrett. I think it's Garrett. You Thank went, you. You went over it on a show that I listened to that you hosted, Bobby. <laughs> I don't know Thanks why I got so mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was about I said I think I've talked about this before it was the like when I was I think I was like the third or fourth maybe a little bit later guest when Christy and Mike were hosting the you know nine hour long um, episodes and I explained <laughs> my name but I really wanted to keep all four of them and the social security office would not let me because of the patriarchy so whatever fuck off well paper costs uh... They don't want to print an extra large social security card, you know. I like the idea of you having a fold out. Here you Five go. by seven index size. Wait, there's more. <laughs> all right, all right. This uh, recording on St. Patrick's Day edition of LRB, we're going to start with some LRB business, followed by uh, what we're calling show discussion, followed by some housekeeping and how to get involved uh, with LRB business and. Well done on the Friday show. Bravo. Yay. Very good. Oh, yeah. I was a little bit worried. I thought that the post office was kind of a trifle of a subject, but it was very fun to listen to Jen be passionate about the post office, and we talked about a lot of things. And, Mike, I understand you have some opinions about the post office? I do. Um, <laughs> I really have a problem with their long-term business plan from day one. <laughs> Just charge what it costs. <laughs> charge what it costs. Because <laughs> you see a story like every year. It's like, oh, the post office losing $138 billion this year. You know why they're losing it? 
You know why? Because why? they don't charge what it costs. Hmm. Uh, it could have at any point they could have just said, "Okay, today we're going to start charging what it costs." And what would we have done about it? <laughs> Nothing. We would have gone in there and paid cuz we got to get this shit over to Delaware, right? <laughs> I have things to say to Joe Biden. <laughs> right. Or Joe Flacco. Is there anyone from Delaware not named Joe? No. <sighs> Just charge what it costs. You had Sounds a lot like of chances. You and Jen, you and Jen should reform the post office together. Uh, it would be a very quick reformation. So, guys, how much does it cost? How much does it cost to send this over? Yeah, let's charge that. And maybe a little extra. We go home with a little in our pockets this year. For Christ's sakes. There. Done. Wow, I can't believe we haven't thought of this before. It's really a shame that Mike legally can't run for postmaster general. <laughs> Is that an elected office? No, I guess it's not. I I wonder what the rules are. Can you appoint an ex-felon to uh, the position of Postmaster General? I I don't think you can, but I can take it as like my DJ name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anything to get you in the uniform. Mm -hmm. That'd be a good look. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, all right. Well, I guess the uh, general assessment then is that the post office clip show was fun. We had a good time as always. So yes. if you got an extra hour and a half to listen to some clips, go back and do that. Uh, Hillary, you have started your new job. You've been there yes. a couple of weeks yes. and you've already been behaving inappropriately. Is that why you had to have sexual harassment what? training? I know it was really embarrassing. I, I like came in with gusto really blazing a path of sexual harassing people. No, I had... Time um, to change jobs yet again. <laughs> um, I had to uh, go, uh, you know, there's always required training or whatever. So I had to take a training about fraud, which I love. And I like don't do that well on the test or like on any of them. Because I'm like, one, I'm not really paying attention. And two, I'm like, well, I mean, it's like a gray area, right? And I, you have to remember there's no gray area. Um, yeah. um, what if you look I, like Tom Brady? <laughs> then what? I mean, it's it's really a a, a must fuck situation. <laughs> but uh, I think but, it's more like Ross on Friends when he had the thing with his student. It's not against the rules, but it but... is frowned upon. <laughs> Actually, it's against the rules. Yeah, that too. Um, but so I got to the. It's like workplace harassment. It's not just sexual harassment because. You know, whatever. I mean, it's all about you know making people uncomfortable at work. But I think because the um, videos that they had used previously are so cheesy and so mockable, they've just decided to go straight to like watercolor animation for um, the showing sexual harassment. Oh, so it looked like, and I sent it to our chat. It's it a looked Ralph Bakshi like shit. <laughs> it looked like the cover of I said this looks like the cover of a romance novel because I mean it's definitely like aggressive but if you take out the fact that it is for sexual harassment you're like ooh it looks like they're in a kind of sexy situation <laughs> and, and so Bobby kindly <laughs> yeah, took time out of his work 
to mock up uh, a cover for, you know, the next romance novel. The next, it's going to be on the top of bestseller list. Well, it's like The Notebook 2 is what it looks yes. like. Yes. <laughs> I would read that along with Jen and provide commentary. <laughs> I love that in some world it was a national book award winner. (laughs) Right. I was just trying to give it a little legitimacy. From the Society of Book Awards. Doesn't the guy Uh, look like Liev Schreiber, the one that's the the man in it? (laughs) Anyway, so that's. You want to watch some HBO uh, football? Yes, yeah, he's the voice, or like Ray Donovan or something. That's that's yeah. you know your your parents' you favorite TV show. Credit. She's really cute when she's mad. <laughs> yeah, she's clearly pissed though. Yes, <laughs> look on her face. Yeah, she's not having it. Uh, uh, I'll post this to the Facebook page and, and put it in the show description on the on the website. I'm not going to make the show picture because. One, it's the wrong shape, and two, there's probably just a mild copyright issue. <laughs> a tiny bit, tiny yeah. bit. The gray area, Bobby. Well, the thing about that that picture that strikes me the most is all you'd have to do to make that look like sexy times is just turn the corners of her mouth up a little bit. You know yep. what I mean? And then, and then it's on. Let's go. You know, it looks just, like it looks it looks like Wuthering Heights in the background. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was so weird. Anyway, I learned a lot. I did pass. <laughs> sure, you did. I passed my test. I'm. I can still work there, at least for now until somebody listens to this. I can still work there. <laughs> right. So one of those sexy guys over there in accounting hears this. <laughs> You can only outrun your past for so long, Hillary. Yep. <laughs> Got a face up? I know this. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have an Emily story on business. Ooh. What is this story? Well, <laughs> it was three this morning and my phone starts ringing. Uh, I turn it off. I turn the first off because I figure oh, it's just something, you know. Whatever they'll call back, or it's a big deal. So they they called back, and I picked up, and it was Emily, and she said, uh, "I'm locked out of the house." So at three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. She she has a weird schedule. The dogs rule everything. It's it's awful, but yeah, she often she will find herself outside. You know, at least on the porch. You know, while the dogs are out in the yard <laughs> um, Bobby just sent me a distracting message um, <laughs> I'm still laughing about that Harlequin bullshit. I just had to cover my mouth while you're telling a story <laughs> so we have, we have a, a broken lock the deadbolt on our back door is broken uh, Come break into our house, you know, everyone. Who Thieves, take note. Right. <laughs> so the only way to lock the door is with the uh, the lock on the knob. And she had pulled it shut behind her with the, you know, it was turned the wrong way, which locked her out. So uh, I say, yeah, sure. And I got to put my legs on, right? I don't even know if I told her that. She knows I have to put my legs on. Um, the thing is, it takes, I don't know if I've, 
timed it exactly or whatever, like usually like six, seven minutes. Well, Emily will tell you in the middle of the night, I am useless, right? I can, you know, I can barely function when something weird happens. Like, you know, our dog Jack jumped up on the bed, just vomited all over us. And, you know, she's like freaking out. And I'm like, all right, then. All right. Back to, back to sleep, sleep times. Um, so I'm, I, I, I get, I get up and I'm, and I'm trying to put my legs on and it's dark and I usually don't do it in the dark. And it's like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight minutes and my phone's ringing again. It's Emily saying, did you fall back asleep? <laughs> TikTok and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to get mad, you know, it's like, <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm I'm almost finished. I'm I'll have my and so I got my legs on, let her in, and she's been very very grateful today, um, which is uh, which is nice. So, so you're you're a hero. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Not all heroes have legs, Bobby. <laughs> I'm sure that Emily thanks you for your service. She she has and does and will continue to. <laughs> You're such a good husband. You really are. Oh, thank Aww. you. Uh, we got a lot of thrown phones this week. Like Indeed, we do. Yes, I'm just about to click over to those. Um, going back, Poor Justina. To... Justina, just uh, <laughs> you should probably just not have a phone for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Justina, put the phone down. <laughs> it just came in hot one after another. Uh, let's it's see. nice when we can tell when people are listening in real time and messaging mm-hmm. us in real time because they get mad and then they get madder and then they get madder. <laughs> well, let's go uh, for a couple that have to do with last week's recap from Lauren. She says, since Mike is the completist, I was wondering if he'll watch the Mighty Ducks cartoon from the 90s, the one where the players are human-sized ducks who also fight crime for some reason. I remember watching it as a kid and don't doubt it's horrible. Uh, Mike, I plan did you, on a, first of all, did you see the Mighty Ducks 3? Did you get that in? I searched for it, and it's not currently available for me mm, uh, mm-hmm. on, on the format that, that I choose. I'm sure it's so, only $2.99 to rent. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. But that's like, that's like, you know, that's like having porn on your, you know, like, eh. this guy, this guy read Mighty Ducks 3. <laughs> I mean, you're... What's wrong with this guy? But, but uh, yeah, I can definitely do like a episode by episode podcast of the Mighty Ducks cartoon oh, series. Good. So, you know, welcoming I'd all listen. co-hosts guests you know how did it affect your life (laughs) good um then from bob stein you gave bob quite a hard time last week mike i did for his alternative fm radio listening in high school they had fm radio when bob was in high school Uh (laughs) not big van it's me i don't remember this i don't remember making this joke uh-huh, sure. I assume it's a joke. Bob had, Bob had uh, a couple of things to say about that. <clears throat> he says, Frizzy, for someone like you who's entering his dotage, 
to talk about me as an old man, medium band indeed. Well, I hate to say oh, it. Oh, right, the medium but band. You don't have a leg to stand on. Oh, Thank you, ladies God. and gentlemen. I'll there. be here all week. Bob, Bob, we don't have to get in the mud over this. You know, you're old, okay? Y'all are going to be like it. Walter Matthau and. And Jack Lemon, yes, <laughs> grumpy old Ben scenario going on. Grumpy oh and grumpier. Gosh. Yeah, <clears throat> and finally, here's the third throw your phone for you, Mike from Kristen. Jeez. He says, "Sorry, Mike. There's already a podcast like that guy. It's called I Was There Too, and it's great. Which was oh, your idea that? for a podcast interviewing character actors? Too yeah. late. A day late and a dollar short, Mike. Well." I was thinking about that. I, I don't think I said original idea. And certainly that the that the idea of that guy has been in the universe for a while. And and uh I asked after these episodes and it's a defunct uh podcast. So uh how about a new you know reboot of the idea with someone as charismatic and great at interviewing people and bringing out their best as this veteran podcaster. So mm-hmm. that is, is really my pitch. Okay. Yep. Saying there's always room for more and updated. And frankly, I'm better and I haven't listened yet. I'm so, I'm just saying like with pretty how sure they talk better. about documentaries on TBTL without mm-hmm. watching them. I haven't listened right. to this podcast, but I'm pretty sure that, that, that uh, I'm, I'm better funnier and people will get a lot more out of what i'm doing than whatever those bozos did back in the day mm. you know the okay. defunct podcast good about that guy good. just just to see where you would start i did a quick google search for vincent gardenia and podcast <laughs> and the first thing that comes up is a review of the 1989 movie skin deep Ooh. on a show called movie mavs so movie mavericks uh, I think there is room in this space for you. Okay. Good. Thank God. Um, finally, I just threw one more on here because I, I don't know if we'll get to talk about it during the regular recap portion. And it's too good to let to go to waste from Kalina. She says, new LRB segment idea, quote, it's not technically off leash, but, unquote. Yep. <laughs> and then all, she says, also, I now listen at 1.7 speed. Meredith is right. I slowed down because I wanted to listen to the Lizzo song. So I was like, oh, I just need to slow it. And it, they sounded drunk to me now. Like, they sound like, oh, my God, guys. Like, pick up the pace. Remember when Jen <laughs> used to do... Lizzo, get me a beer. <laughs> do you remember when Jen used to do, like, energy, energy, energy? That's what I yes. kind of wanted to shout at them. Uh-huh. <clears throat> All right. That's enough. Throw your phones for a while. Let's yes. get going. Let's do it. Who's okay. um who's guiding this uh oh, dog and pony show? Well, I mean, we can get started with uh, we're taking this in the order written. So thank you, by yep. the way, uh, ladies and Mike, since it's my first episode back since we've uh, switched things around a little bit. Thank you for easing me in. Um, I love this, just for the record. One of my favorite things of the olden days of TBTL were the segments that would be new and exciting and then never happen again. 
<laughs> we can so do that. Wa- we can do that. Watch what happens live. TBTL edition is very exciting to me. Uh, this week in beefs makes a return this week as the ball turns. Uh, with the ongoing saga of Luke's basketball resolved this week, Thank with God. the uh, cabinet talk. If you YMCA. put a gun to my head and say, <laughs> "said Anne, tell me what happened," I would have absolutely no, no idea. There were texts. There were cabinets. There were there was tone policing. Yes, unhelpful YMC. Why does Andrew always get so angry on behalf of Luke? Always with the tone policing. <laughs> It's like Andrew gets more pissed than Luke about it when he feels like somebody is not being perfectly subservient in Luke's stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then there was, was like, the, there was the, it's it's in the cabinet, it's not in the cabinet, it is in the cabinet, it could be in the other cabinet, let's look in the cabinet, oh there it is in the cabinet. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> this only just made me hungry because in Rhode Island cabinet is regional slang oh, yes. for a milkshake yes. really oh really yeah. yep that's so weird those have nothing to do with each other how did that happen yeah i don't know but it makes me want a milkshake <laughs> um, but i think the upshot of it is that luke got his ball back and the other guy flynn got his ball back mm-hmm. and luke was gonna write on his in really big letters is that right or did I, I sure just think, so. you know, it would be smart, Luke, <laughs> to write on your ball in really big letters. Should we mail Luke, like, one of those super oversized, stinky Sharpies? Maybe. Uh, oh, yeah. Big, fat, permanent markers that get you high when you huff them. Oh, I got one of those. It's awesome. Well, <laughs> but then there was a second story about the, the secret game that he goes to, and there was a whole thing about following the guy around the building and waiting, <laughs> skulking in the parking lot in the car, waiting to see if the game was going to happen. But then he casually mentioned that at the end of the game, they'd been shooting around, and he almost took somebody else's ball. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. Keep your hands on your own ball. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I like to complicated. say. <laughs> oh, Hillary, Hillary speaking was, of... Was that was in the sexual s- harassment training? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not. I, I could I could hear the foot race of all of us trying to get to that. <laughs> I, I had I had something involving fiddling balls. I mean, I was working over a lot of stuff, but you guys just punched it out real fast. By the way, I keep looking back at the picture that Tommy drew on. <laughs> she has like a Joker smile. <laughs> Why I wrote why so sensual under it. You know, I think this podcast is really taking me down some bad behavioral paths. Because I was in a meeting with all our engineers on Thursday and we've had a lot of flooding because we've had warm temperatures and a shit ton of snow melt. And there was some place that was underwater on the campus and the civil engineer was talking about how they had to get the pumps out and pump it. And she's like, well, we were pumping all night. And I said, yeah, you were in the middle of a meeting with like 25 people. <laughs> You're like, whoa, and, and next Mike's time, now, sounds like laugh. my last date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. We have a vernacular just, for this. 
I just think yeah, that we've established before, a vernacular, and come on. Before I was have some on pride. this podcast, I would not have said anything so inappropriate. Congratulations. It's awesome. Progress. You're infecting me. You need to watch that video. That was not good. I mean, what would the, the you know, true or false, this is appropriate office behavior. Well, it's a gray area, Mike. <laughs> right? I have to stop looking at it because I just keep laughing every time I look at it. I'll um I'll put them side by side. Take it out of the chat. Take That's it out. Good. Get it out. I have to close it down. I'll just uh I'm just I'm burying it. It's fine. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's for the best. Now we can go back and look at it later. Just remember it's no oh, it's a lot of back. clicks. Same rules as always. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. All right. Are are we uh, are we finished with the sports soap operas for this week? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. Um, there was a throw your phone uh, from Alan. Oh yeah. Uh, and he said it was pretty cute in Tuesday's episode when Luke discovered at his pickup basketball game that if you introduce yourself to people, they are likely to call you by your name, and they might even be friendly to you. Uh, now, if he would show any interest in knowing any of the other players' names so he could be friendly to them, we'd have real progress. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I, on Alan's page. I mean, he's a friendlier guy than me. I actually know Alan. Um, we knew each other before TVTL, and um, we used to play pickup basketball together quite a bit. I think we used to get... Um, we rented it like a junior high gym somewhere in Bellevue. And then so we'd, we'd go play and we all knew each other's names. And it was it was a real friendly game, kind of like the one Luke is talking about. And uh, there's there's a lot of joy and camaraderie in that once you start you know, getting to know people. I remember every Sunday night we would after after the uh, the games, we would go over to Alan's house and play ping pong, and um, I think we used to watch In Living Color or something, but I'm, I may be, may be mashing memories together there. Uh, but Alan, great guy, great wife. Uh, and <laughs> Let me tell you that, Alan. Always admired your, t- your taste in women. Really top-notch. Wow. Yeah. All right. Woohoo. Uh <laughs> Let's go from Alan's throw your phone to Ellen's throw your phone. Yes. She says, I've come full circle and now I'm 100% on board with as the ball turns. He's managed to fully Burbank me into laughing about this. I want updates every episode and for the person who animated Oops the Bird to create an animated series. <laughs> I love that Oops be... the Bird so much. Even Dave thought it was funny, and he barely listens to TBTL, and he thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, there should be really a budget good. for that person. Yeah. Yes, yes. This is a line yeah. item for all of us, for, for TBTL and for LRB. We need to make room for this. Where is this guy? Show yourself, and, and let's get this going. Mm-hmm. Wasn't his name Eric, I think? Just on retainer, you know? <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> We'll send the bat signal think, and then, okay, it's time. Let's go get it. 
basketball the, cabinet the story. Last, let's, let's do it. The last we heard from Eric was when Luke and Andrew were insulting workplace training videos. And Alan wrote in to say that he creates workplace training videos. And so <laughs> now he was going to make a revenge video. But he said at the pace he works. With like a romance novel theme? In, or like No, he said at the pace he works, we could expect it in eight to nine months. So mm. there we go. I think, I think we should. Hopefully that finished product should be coming up pretty soon because I, I have no doubt that it'll be great. Wait, guys, I have to do an alert real quick, a breaking news. My dad just brought me eggs and bacon. I love being at my parents' house. This rules. Oh. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm chomping away. Go about your business. Okay. Make sure you eat right into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move go? on into a new segment we're calling Into the Wild. Luke's Outdoor Adventures have evolved to the point where we really need a dedicated segment to them. Um, this last weekend, he did another closed trail hike. I mean, Mike, you said it. Does he ever hike on open trails? Not that <laughs> I've heard. a really legitimate question that you mm -hmm. asked. On private property that turned out to belong to maybe some logging company or something yeah. like that? I think he, he likes to feel like he's getting away with something. He loves Even him. when he's exercising, like what? It, it's like jumping on a peloton and then and then taking off early before, um, you know, before the people on your screen get to go. They're like, "Wait, where'd that guy go?" You know, it's it's he wants to cheat. He you know makes it exercise exciting. He's cheating the system or whatever it is. But it, he's going to get himself um, in Shot. real real trouble. Shot. <laughs> Shot, yeah. shot, shot Aging is one, by yeah, some of the letters, some of the emails from later on when people were like, oh, make sure you wear orange. Uh, ah. No, I'm not going for a walk in any kind of woods where people advise you to wear orange. <laughs> and I love how he's like, it's not that kind of place. And I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> it's the first time you've been up there. <laughs> what if there's like Razorback hunting from a helicopter? You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you won't even know it hit you. <laughs> It's only Texas that does that, Mike. Oh, <laughs> well, he'll be here. Mike and I were having point. a conversation the other day about uh, the evolution of Seattle. And if you go far enough out into the woods, you're still going to find people who were completely passed by by that and are living uh, a rural existence who will have no problem shooting first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It's He's still on this thing where he's getting into the hiking. Maybe his obsession with hiking is taking over a little bit for the obsession with drinking. Um, but he's still so stuck on this off-leash for Rudy thing. It's like he, he can't go on any of the regular trails because he's so consumed with the idea of having her off-leash so that she can have fun. I mean, I mean... Rudy is the world's laziest dog, right? She has just as right. much fun riding in the car to get a puppuccino as she does doing anything else. So I, I don't know. He, his animal ideas are so like weird and evolving and swirling around that I just think that, I don't know. I don't know. Sam worries about this with Cupcake. She thinks sometimes that Cupcake needs a companion, another cat in the house. But Cupcake sleeps 22 hours a day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm not convinced. The, 
Um, Meredith just has kind of be a, a nodding relationship with with the other cat, just like hey, <laughs> hey, hey we, when they happen to be awake at the same time, like you know, supper's being served. Like, what's up? How you doing? Cupcake is literally adopting more cats right now, or not Cupcake, rather uh, Meredith is literally <laughs> adopting more cats right now. <laughs> New nickname. Every time, no, no, no. That's already Sam's nickname. I can't have any more people in my life from the nickname Cupcake. <laughs> I two is enough. Um, Cupcake Van Horn. Sorry, it's done. Oh, God. <laughs> she is tough, and so it does have that like gang, like mm-hmm. ironic right. nickname. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. I love it. So, but the, no, every time, the fact where she's being swarmed by kittens kind of right. offsets that. <laughs> right. Every time she's not at work or on this show, someone is finding a new way to put kittens into her life. <laughs> <laughs> I think the people in her neighborhood are catching on. If they find kittens, they're just leaving them near her house. Mm-hmm. They yeah. yelled meow, you know, and run. <laughs> Uh, for Into the Wild, I only wanted to note, they also talked about the Iditarod stories this week. And the pianist composer who went to fulfill a lifelong dream by going to the Iditarod, Yotam Haber, I actually know him, uh, not directly, but we've met through various channels. He manages a, he used to manage a new music uh, festival in New York, and it's a small world that I work in. And so uh, I will probably cross paths with him again someday. And hopefully he will still be composing, but he probably won't be playing piano anymore. No, probably yeah. not. Although they did reattach the finger, right? They they did. You know, who knows? Our, the pianist I work with for my day job um, slipped and broke his wrist really bad uh, a couple of years ago. And he had some incredible surgery and bounced back fully. So I, I guess anything's possible. Mm-hmm. But, I, I think ugh. what really... Ugh. What really disturbed me about the story, other than the actual story of this guy getting his finger essentially ripped off in the dog sled, was the glee with which Luke told this. He was so excited to share all the details. Uh, It was a very bloodthirsty, very specific telling. And I was like, no, no. Emily calls it that ghoulish. Yes. Too loud and too specific. (laughs) Too Keith Morrison, you know. Come on now. (laughs) And accompanied by a discussion of whether the sled dogs are happy and if they enjoy doing that work. I don't know. Maybe I'm anthropomorphizing here, but they sure look happy when you see them pulling the sleds. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a high mortality rate. They're very happy until, you know, we lose three of them. We should all be so lucky. Uh, when I was a kid, we had a Siberian Husky named Cujo, did not choose that name. Cujo came with that name. Uh, it was a pure breed and like cupcake with love. Ironic. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Loved pulling me around. He had a harness. And so I would strap my sled with a long rope to his harness and I would just throw baloney as far as I could. (laughs) (laughs) And he would just run. I want... I want an animation of that. (laughs) Throwing baloney. There's our show title. (laughs) I wasn't smart enough to put it at the end of a stick in front of him, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but that's mean, though. Yeah. Oh, he got a lot of baloney out of it. Yeah. That's for sure. 
<laughs> no, no, I'm saying it would be mean to dangle it. I, I like your throwing because the, you know, oh, yeah. there's a there's a yeah. reward. I didn't have to throw for every pull. We'd go for a few minutes and then I'd. But yeah, he just got oh. the biggest kick out of it because that dog was strong so and lean and cute, very cute. So that would be viral today, <laughs> Bobby. And I was seven, not seventeen, so it was okay. It's not like I was really weighing this dog down. Candy would have been out, not- out in the street taking video. You guys would be stars. You'd be on all the morning shows. Yeah, thankfully though, it was the nineties, right. and she was neglectful, so she probably never even knew this happened. Book deal. <laughs> influencers i mean the whole thing would have been happening for you i'm really sorry bobby this this story made me really sad (laughs) my friend cujo (laughs) eventually your mom would have bribed you to get into usc i can see like the cycle of life happening (laughs) i just like the idea of somebody who saw bobby on ellen and thought oh i'll go buy that sweet book my friend cujo and then they actually got the original cujo like, well, you get photoshopped into your your photoshopped into your high school Iditarod team photos. <laughs> if you only would take him in your Iditarod program at USC, you know, we'd be happy to give you one point five million. That's like there were two different books called Cloud Atlas and some guy made out like a bandit. I bet he did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I only have one other note for Into the Wild, and that's that Luke thinks he's the only person who ever read the uh, seminal children's coming-of-age story, Hatchet. Yep. I I mean, this isn't even the first time that he's talked about Hatchet in detail on the show. Mike, Hatchet didn't make the list of books that you caught up with in prison? I have no idea what it is or does. Never heard of it. You were... You were really the P1 for this conversation then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, Hatchet's basically the child in a plane version of the movie Castaway. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, there you go. That was definitely a I genre. Just... The, like, surviving, you sure. know, teens surviving in the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a solo Lord of the Flies situation. Or mm. the Simpsons episode Das Bus, which is one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons, <laughs> which is the Simpsons parody of Lord of the Flies, which is great. <laughs> Did they use a conch or what was their, you know, replacement for the uh, speaking totem? A, trying to remember. I think there was a conch scene. They just smash um, Milhouse's glasses so that the whole piggy arc is yeah. in like one moment. Uh, and I remember that was really, because, really awful. The whole thing starts because they're racing fruit from the back of the bus and rolling it down the center aisle of the bus and an orange or something gets stuck under the gas pedal of the, or the brake pedal of the bus and it goes into the water and that's how they get stranded. But Ralph throws a banana and goes, go banana. And it just doesn't roll. And that moment for me has stuck in my mind since I was a child. (laughs) So there you go. Hatchet. Chunk, chunk. Okay. I'm back in after (laughs) Simpsons talk. (laughs) There's more to come. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that is a good segue to our next segment, which we have simply called Must Discuss, because it turns out that there are occasionally interesting and important news stories that get uh, brought up on TBTL when they're actually being topical and not listing 85 different flavors of wine coolers on a show. And (laughs) 
<laughs> so the first thing that we have on the list here is a story that is ostensibly about the Simpsons and whether it was the right move for the Simpsons to pull their Michael Jackson episode, which then evolves into a larger discussion of whether we should cancel Michael Jackson and if we should erase him and not listen to his music. Uh, and um, I guess how they feel about all of that. I don't know. I have a lot to say, but uh, I'm interested in what other people thought about this discussion. Well, I liked that Andrew um, kind of came at Luke a little bit because Luke said, is it okay if, and I feel like a lot of, sorry guys, a lot of white dudes always, is it okay if I do this? Like, I don't want to get punished by the feminazis or whatever. Right, they're like, or, we're not allowed to like allowed Michael Jackson anymore. It's it's not about allowing. No, and I thought Andrew's like saying, I don't think it's about that. You know, it, that that's not what we're saying. It's just, just, we need to rethink this a little bit. And it is really complicated because, you know, having a young child, it's weird because she doesn't know a lot of things from, you know, pre-2012 when she was born, but she knows who Michael Jackson is. I mean, probably due to mm -hmm. me, but, like, he's so ubiquitous, and she, she's she been really interested. This is another TBTL subject. She's been really interested in Weird Al. I don't I, but she, whatever. She just thinks he's really funny because she's seven and that's what she's supposed to think. But and that's uh, about mm -hmm. the right age. Yeah. Weird Al. You start to get Weird Al. Exactly. So we were listening to Fat, which is actually a really terrible song, the parody of Bad. I was like, I'm a little bit offended by this. But um, <laughs> anyway, she thought it was funny. But then she said the other day, can we listen to Bad? Which honestly, I'm like, kid, this is not even a good, like, this is a subpar Michael Jackson song. There are better ones. But um. I, I did pause and I said, oh, not right now. And she said, why? And I was like, I just, I want to take a little break from Michael Jackson. And she kind of pushed it and pushed it. And I was really vague about it, you know, and just said, you know, he did, it, he did some stuff, but he's not alive anymore. So it's not like scary anymore. But um, just let's just take a break because I haven't really decided. It's not, I'm you know, he he's, I heard him playing at the mall the other day. It's just a, a soundtrack mm -hmm. to your life. It's, it's really it's really hard. You know, I listen, Remix to Ignition is a fucking great song, but I don't have to listen to it again. It's fine. R. Kelly can be canceled. He's a, you know, piece of shit, and he's not that, like, with the exception of, like, getting ready to go out. I don't, like, think about him that much. Um, but I, but Michael Jackson is a fully other case, and I, I think that it's going to take some time and nuance to really evaluate how we feel about him. Isn't there a spanking really, sound in in that in bad? You know, I'm bad. Then there's a spanking sound. Maybe she's you know got some spanking. You know, some like <laughs> don't spank her. God, <laughs> that's an interesting take, Mike. I, I know. I mean, I would have thought it was like hand clapping, but okay. It sounds like uh, spanking. If you're into spanking, it's going to sound like a spanking. So I'm just saying. Well, that's that's not that's that I'm into spanking. A you problem. <laughs> yeah, the uh, YP. <laughs> I I have a okay. I have an MP actually related to all this that hadn't occurred to me until recently. But so I've had iPhones for years and years and years. And when I got my first iPhone, and I was using it to tether a hotspot, this was you know for my laptop ages ago. I renamed the network on my phone, and that name has carried through all the generations of iPhones I've had. And I thought I was funny one day when I off the cuff named it, I believe I can Wi-Fi. <laughs> All right. And I'm just realizing sort of now 
I really need to change that because it's just carried through all these years. And I still use my hotspot all the time. I used to think I was funny because I'd be on the commuter rail and people would be looking for the commuter rail Wi-Fi. They would see, I believe I can Wi-Fi. Uh, How about I, for I mortgage ref- brokers? I I believe we can refi. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary, that's but yours. Just, Take you know, it. <laughs> got it. It's a it's an R. Kelly reference that has just worked its way into my life, and I hadn't even really thought about it. Yeah. I mean, it it is funny. It is. It yeah. was funny when you did it. It's still clever. Right. Yeah. But it's, but you're right. Maybe it's not. You don't the have best to go to jail over public it. place right. for people to be well, searching for a Wi-Fi and finding that. And I, you know, I used to have a trivia team, you know, back when I lived in Rhode Island, named uh, Mama Say Mama Sa Mama Kusa. So, like, they're going to have to work on that, too. We're, we, what I'm saying is we all have to work on this together. Yes. Right. And and we're all figuring this out, and some people are figuring it out faster than others. I, I, I think there were some people who were upset about the uh, tone, I guess, that Luke and Andrew took in discussing this. Less Andrew, because Andrew is really more evolved than Luke is. I think we have to remember when listening to Luke talk about this stuff is that he is still really pretty new to the idea of white privilege. Yes. In general, especially since he grew up so poor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It took him a long time to realize that he did have advantages that weren't shared by the rest of the population. And so I think he's still coming to grips with that and it it makes him less um careful maybe when talking about this kind of stuff because he hasn't been victimized in a way that a lot of people have whether they're directly an abuse survivor or whether it's just you know being a minority or being a, a woman and being put into a a position where you don't have the power. I think he's still working through that. So it makes him clumsy when he's discussing it. I I do think he has a really good point that you can't demand that someone renounce Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, Because it's not, it doesn't work that way. It's, it's unless it's freely offered, it's not going to take. And I do think that Michael Jackson is a little bit of a special case not that he wasn't a terrible person who did terrible things and i don't think people should say well i'm not going to watch the documentary because i don't want to know i still want to be able to be a fan with him no you can't stick your head in the sand and like ostriches don't do as we found out from reader's digest (laughs) and pretend i mean you can't be like because you would die right i don't die if you put your head in the sand i always thought that when i was a kid it's like okay well how is how are we breathing here (laughs) <laughs> well i mean ostensibly they don't do it for that long right, right. okay but i do think so, that people have uh, to they they to... they they, you, they held their breath is what you're trying to say sorry to derail you yeah. from yeah. what i told you privately was one of the greatest you know takes that you've ever had <laughs> so i i just i i think that um Yes, Michael Jackson was a victim. And no, it doesn't excuse what he did. Um, There's never any excuse for that. But I do think that Michael Jackson is a little bit special of a case because um, not only did he have that power, but he was so 
famous from such a young age and so abused by Joe Jackson from such a young age that I don't think he ever learned the tools for healthy communication and healthy relationships in his life. I can't imagine living with that level of, of fame, of being literally the most famous person on the planet, probably the most famous person who will ever yeah. be on the planet. Yeah. Um, I just, there was no way that he could have been a normal person. And um, there should have been people around him saying you can't do this but i do think that type of fame is overwhelming even for people in his orbit probably mm -hmm. i just think it's really tragic i think it's really tragic for those kids and now those men and i think it's really tragic that it really warped michael jackson and and now what do we do about his music it doesn't mean i think that we can't ever play it or hear it you know if you're if you're in the mall or the grocery store and something comes on you don't have to put your fingers in your ears and run out of the place <laughs> i just think it's important to know it and think it and my one last serious thought about this is that i've been thinking about separating the art from the artist for a long time and i think that that is a not to put too fine a point on it, i think it's kind of bullshit i think that's an excuse that privileged people make so that they don't have to make any sacrifices yeah. so that they can continue to enjoy Michael Jackson's music. They can continue to watch Woody Allen's movies and not have to make any changes or sacrifice anything and still say that they're allies. So well, that's my take on it. There, there are companies that, can make the choice and some have and some maybe will in the future to not profit off of uh michael jackson yeah and his music and um I, I i think there's a bigger obligation there where someone you know it's it making making money off of it as opposed to just playing it or hearing it and you know not running out of the coffee shop you know it's like it's going to hit you. Michael Jackson's everywhere. And yep. the only way that's going to stop is the people that are making cash stop yeah. doing it. Yeah. That's right. It. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. There's, there's sort of two angles to come at that from it's corporate responsibility and what kind of messages do we want to send to our consumers into society? And then mm -hmm. also the thought of, of personal responsibility. I can't bully anybody else into, giving up their love for Michael Jackson. All I can do is think about what it means for me and go that way. And I, I'm, it's just, people want it to be black and white, but as Hillary says, there are gray areas here <laughs> and we have to sort of work through that as a society. And it's not helpful to, I don't know, yell at people who are still finding their way, but who have good intentions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. This is way more complicated than, than dropping a file in Hillary's office so the secretary will bend over to pick it up. <laughs> I Excuse love me. that I'm like, Excuse I'm me. like, administrative assistant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that I'm like, what's his face uh, from nine to five, Dabney uh, Coleman. And I'm like, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just making all of these assistants do all these awful things. You say mm -hmm. sweetie a lot. 
right. And thank you for leading a, a serious conversation in the middle of a podcast where we yes. riff on two dummies we love who say stupid things. Yes. I, you know, great. I'm a ruminator like Andrew. It's been swirling around in my head for so long that it's just, this is like a purge for me. So sorry to bring the room no, down, it was, guys. No, it's it good. Was, it's it's good. really good, and I'm going to fully steal it like uh, when I'm talking about it in real life. Like These are my original <laughs> ideas. <laughs> right. Hillary, you've got to stop letting people at work listen to this because you can't. I have the same problem with TBTL. Like, I can't steal their jokes if I'm talking to someone who's heard TBTL. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, should I read Kalina's Throw Your Phone about this and then we'll move on? Yeah. Because I yeah. want to make sure that that gets recognized. Kalina writes, we really need to let people take their own journeys regarding how outraged they get about child rape, guys. Let's not be unreasonable. I propose a new rule. Luke and Andrew don't get to talk about documentaries they haven't seen anymore. Amen. Uh, I only Amen. Can, I only worry that that might limit content for TBTL if they <laughs> talk about things they haven't seen. True. Well, let's go on and talk about the other must discuss then. It's something that is really something that people have been having a lot more fun with. Yes. And that's yes. the college bribery scandal. I don't understand, actually. I mean, I do understand, but I don't understand how anybody can be shocked that rich people are bribing and cheating to get their kids into college. I mean, do we really think that George W. Bush got into Yale on the strength (laughs) of his grades? Well, that's the thing that I'm so confused by is that I feel like. You know, I've always heard if you're a celebrity or celebrity adjacent, um, you would get into school if you had, uh, you know, fine grades or, you know, you're not going to Harvard. You don't have Harvard grades, but you would get in. Like, I I don't mean to besmirch her her name, but I feel like I heard that about Natalie Portman. Like, her grades were okay, but since she's Natalie Portman, she's going to get into Harvard. Um, Well, let's be honest. Once you get into Harvard, it's not that difficult school. It's all about the prestige. I don't think that the Ivy League academics – I mean, I can say this snobbily because I went to a school that was ridiculously hard (laughs) once you actually got into it but doesn't have the reputation that the Ivies and stuff. So it's all about the prestige. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So so my two points on this is, you know, and – yeah, I mean, nobody's surprised that that uh, people are bribing colleges to get their kids in. Not at all. It was just shocking that it it got investigated, and there there's a bust going on. It's like true, oh, really. That's that's fucking awesome. This is going to be great. And and then the second point is the sheer hilarity of the things that these people were trying to pull off yes the person with the thumb on the wrong side of their hand playing water polo (laughs) Uh, oh my god and 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 a five foot five kid uh who didn't play basketball getting into usc on a basketball scholarship um i i heard it said somewhere i'm not sure where but i am stealing it um part of the punishment for these colleges uh should be the kids having to actually compete on those teams <laughs> and get meaningful playing time in league in league situations. D one schools are like having to go out. Oh my gosh! Well, I think that uh, you know there are definitely some deeper, darker uh, you know 
things to think about with this story, but I think in conjunction or like in parallel with, with the Michael Jackson stuff and just with the world and how shitty every, all the news has been, you know, for the past few years, this is just, everybody's like, yes, they're glomming onto it because it's hilarious (laughs) for the most part. And it's, you know, there's not the victims in it. Yes. Maybe the victims, you know, down the road are people who couldn't get into these schools, but the victims or whatever, the people that are involved in it are these stupid rich kids. And you're like, yes, yes. Bring them down. Bring them down. I mean, when you watch <laughs> Olivia Jade's, the Lauren oh Laughlin's daughter. She's awful. She's, I mean, she's beautiful, but she is a dum-dum. And she's just flat out like, y'all, I don't want to go to school. And that's the other thing is, why are these kids going to school? Who cares? Like, they are rich. It's, they don't need to go to USC. Also, I agree a little bit with Luke. I mean, the University of Texas is a good school. University of Washington is a good school. USC is a good school. But I'm not about to go to jail for my kid to get into USC. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's totally a status thing. It's called the University of Spoiled Children. And I know. It's all oh, I kids know. of celebrities. And, yeah. I have friends. Two of my really good friends went there. But it was, you know, it's super expensive. And it is a good school. But it is, like, I don't know why. It just is. It's cheesy socal uh yeah country club goers oh have you been over to the master p uh library um yeah you might find you might find his son over there well that that is the difference too that these weren't bribes straight to the university this wasn't them naming a building after them this was a middleman who was getting rich Mm -hmm. by abusing things like these athletic scholarships and Mm -hmm. you know the the 12th man on the basketball bench being someone who doesn't show up and gets replaced by a walk-on because they're never going to play anyway. The, so. the best, the best one was the, the guy who was applying um, to go to USC uh, and play lacrosse. Uh, they don't have a lacrosse. Team. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the West coast water polo. Get it right. Get it right. And let's, let's turn that thumb around on the, in the photo. Uh, come on now. The tweet bouncing around that I think Luke Luke mentioned about the kid showing up for water, water polo practice and getting the horse into the pool <laughs> really killed me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, he's I got, he's got reason... floaties on his arms. I mean, I'm picturing the... I guess the reason maybe that it's so fun is that there's such a sense of haves and have-nots and how the yeah. system is rigged for the rich people. And it's actually a really awesome feeling to see the rich people get caught for that. And, and for yeah. a thing that's not like a, a member of Trump's family yes, affecting yes. national security right. or something, yes. you know, right. it's, it's, it's not putting me at risk. <laughs> right. Apart from the, you know, poor kids who didn't get into the school that they wanted to go to. And, you know, I, you, you'll live. Um, yeah. You're all very rich. Right. There's no right. consequences I had to that. go to Pepperdine. My life was. Free. I know. Oh, you poor, <laughs> you poor thing. Oh, All right. <laughs> well, from here, uh, makeup tutorials, face blemishes. <laughs> oh, oh. Let's just mention the uh, a, a highlight from Andrew for the week and maybe for life was him photoshopping their faces onto those tennis players. <laughs> Oh yes, yeah. Great. So that they can get into a fancy college. <laughs> I love it. That like was nineteen forty-eight. 
Andrew's greatest achievement. <laughs> it really was. And I, do I immediately like told the shorter him, and, one. and he knew it. I mean, he knew it. He knew that was a walk off. <laughs> he could have quit right then, and it would have been like, "All right, next host, that's it." <laughs> and he and everyone would have talked. He, he went out in style with that picture. Yeah. Um, Vanity, thy name is Burbank. The next segment, as Bobby previewed, uh, Luke has some zits. Um, I hear you, pal. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Except I, they're zits. They're not pimples. Stop calling them pimples. <laughs> what's the difference? And what? And why do we? What's the beef between the two? It's words? like the difference between saying underwear and panties. panties. Sorry, Christy. So pimples is the panties in that situation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Zits are underwear and pimples are panties. That's how I feel, Just yes. trying to get it straight. That also could be a show title. No. No, it can't be a show title. <laughs> hey. Hey. Serious subject here. Emily and I have this discussion often. Um, She gets mad and upset and... Very standoffish when she hears the the word titties. However, <laughs> her reaction to the word tits. Totally different. Totally different. I mean, not like she wants me to be running around the house yelling, tits, 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 tits. <laughs> Look at the tits. You know, every animal has eight tits except Ginger. She had one removed. Let's do some math. You know. <laughs> Seriously, somebody do that math. Um, and I don't know how ma- how many tits Branson has, so someone's going to have to look that up. Anyway. Hopefully they're non-functional, however many there are. Oh, yeah. Where was I? Your titties. Right. <laughs> it was worth it just to hear Ed say it. Lynn. <laughs> No, no. There's something I'm done. very gross about titties. Yeah. It's it's icky. It reminds it me of El Bundy. <laughs> Ooh, did he say that? I don't remember, but well, no, it was the nudie bars, right? So I think it was the it's the I E. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Yes. That and is a, what it's was exceptionally what was his, uh, objectifying? He he had a porno magazine. Oh, it was Biggins. That was that was his, <laughs> the porno he was into. <laughs> It was a it was a very funny show a lot of times and then it's right. a hard rewatch. It's a hard <laughs> yes. rewatch. Right yes. It hasn't aged well. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's a talented guy. You know, the cast was really fantastic. That's that's what made it funny. He makes a great appearances in West Wing later in life. Ed O'Neill. Yeah, he anyway, did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hillary, do you feel better about discussing pimples after the titty conversation? I mean, wow. Yeah, wow, I was just trying to get wow. get the room comfortable. You know. <laughs> I think it like somehow brings me back to being like a 13 year old when my my acne was really bad um not that it's great right now as I'm looking in my bathroom mirror but um I uh it just reminds me of going to like an old dermatologist and him talking about pimples or like I was saying it's like watching a 50s um like health class uh, video about you know taking care of yourself and your pimples. I don't. There's something that ugh, it's so clinical and gross, and I just don't like it. I'm fully on board with Luke saying that it's unfair 
to have gray hair Ugh. and pimples. Yes. That is just mm-hmm. really one of the more depressing things in life. Yep. I'm like, when yep. do I get yeah. good skin? Do we remember our grandparents having pimples? Do no, we remember? Is this no. something? No. Never saw a pimple. Never saw a pimple on any set of grandparents. Well, it, was, it was masked by the goiters and... <laughs> sure, the awful cancers. And, yeah. <laughs> but no zits. No. Damn it. I said zits. I, I, don't credit. I get yeah, zits you did it. Just, a, just above my lip. And they oh. come in in the same spot where it looks almost like it's a cold sore. And I'm so angry because oh, it's man. not oh, a cold sucks. sore. But I'm just like, oh. You, you guys, oh. you know me. I was like, you know, I was not the most popular person, but I was like fairly confident in like I didn't people didn't bully me or anything. And I But I remember this guy, Jeff. I was walking down the hall to my Spanish class and I had a bunch of zits around my mouth. And he and I was like, because it sucks to have those because it, it hurt and you, it's hard to cover them up and whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And he looked at me and he said, nice herpes. And I still remember it to this day. And I fucking hate him. Um, Jeff. That's that rude. Probably Jeff. Jeff. Uh, no, it wasn't, unfortunately. Fuck but, that guy. I uh, know. I'm still mad about it. Ugh. But yeah, Bobby, <laughs> I sympathize. It sucks. Well, so the reason that. Luke's talking about his zits, right, is because he's been on camera a lot more lately for CBS Sunday Morning, even though he points out probably only 20 seconds of a five or six minutes piece is is him on camera because they Mm -hmm. have other things to point it at. But he's still really a lot more aware of his issues, his facial issues. So he's looking to uh, find an appropriate YouTube makeup to tutorial so that he can learn how to cover up his zits you know i'm really surprised that somebody at cbs sunday morning or whatever hasn't said oh like let's put some makeup on because i thought that was sort of de rigueur that's just something that everybody does put like powder on at least just to cover like shininess um, I don't know, but he never does anything in studio i get the true. sense that you know that's where anybody who had the power or knowledge would say anything we and he's out in the field and it's just the camera guy and the producer and the sound guy yeah, yeah. which they one of them is be kit, like burbank you know, like a pre-packaged field kit to go out with those for guys sure. For yeah, sure. but how would you do that be, for all the different skin tones and yeah, yeah. stuff i don't know it's makeup It'd be hard it's, it's uh i don't understand it <laughs> well I don't if we understand all just got either. up tomorrow and said nobody's ever wearing makeup again, could we just do that? It's it's like when you're sitting in traffic and and you know there's no wreck and it's like, okay, everyone in two seconds, let's take off and go. It's like with the makeup. Like, okay, tomorrow, everyone just fuck this. No. And then there's like 50 less CVSs in your town. It's fine. <laughs> Great for you me. Know- yeah, me yeah. too. As I've gotten older, I've definitely um, stepped down my makeup, but just because one, it pisses me off that I have to spend money and time on it, and I think that's bullshit. Um, also, and Austin, two, Jesus Christ, the hundred and ten. Yes, on a exactly. noon well, walk? The su- I, I can't believe you would even attempt makeup. In the summertime, I'm like, it's very, very limited. But you know, I was raised in Dallas by mm, my family. Yeah. Is you know, makeup is a part of. Uh, yeah. From a very early age, I was told I was supposed to put makeup on, and I don't. 
I have a friend that's a makeup artist and she loves it. It's, you know, she does really great work and it's enjoyable for her. Um, and she likes Damn, to change now I look. just put her out of business. I feel terrible. No. Well, <laughs> I, I, I kind of, I've sort of, I've sort of gone on a, like a, you know, monologue about it to her and she's like, well, I just like doing it. It's what, anyway, I just, it's, it's sort of complicated because it's a little bit artistry, uh, for people who enjoy it, but also it's a real mm-hmm. burden. And I think, but I think it's hard. Like Alicia Keys, for instance, says that she doesn't wear makeup. That's like her sure, thing, which doesn't. I think is, yeah, I think it's cool, I guess, but she's naturally very beautiful and she's just been uh, surgically she, tattooed into all of those colors. Yeah, and also I'm like, yes, you do. Everybody has, you know, even somebody with perfect skin or is really beautiful. You, when you're not wearing makeup, you have like colored, I mean, it's discolored a little bit. You're you have an uneven skin tone, uh, and whatever. It's just it's complicated. It's very complicated. Mm-hmm. And I have no confidence that Luke is going to be able to learn this. No, it's hard. Even no, I... the thirty seconds that it would take. Oh, him. really? I I I thought yeah. I thought he would be, but um, I don't know. Maybe his vanity that's is just big enough I have that no he'll experience with it. So. Do it. I think that it might be there's kind of a, a an overwhelming amount of information out there for him to sort yeah. through because yeah. the number of tutorials on YouTube about mm-hmm. makeup application is oh, staggering. How many of those do you think he's getting? <clears throat> I don't know. So for just him, I mean, what he needs is absolutely the most basic of the basic. And if yes. you have to somehow filter out 120 million things to get the perfect smoky eye, he's going to, I mean, he may get frustrated. <laughs> smoky eye. Oh, my God. Smoky eye. Burbank. I mean, I couldn't do a smoky eye if you put a gun to my head. It's just like I couldn't tell you what was happening with the cabinets at the YMCA. I'd be dead either way. I'm much more concerned I'd probably about what's myself with the go with something like a, a eurythmics, you know, get myself like oh. a really severe mm-hmm. Annie Lennox thing. Mm-hmm. That would be my thing. <laughs> All right. uh, should we move on to technology on technology? Yes. Yes. Uh, two quick hits here. First, Luke finally realizing or having not known until recently what stands are. Even I know what stands are. Come on. I don't know. Come on. Really? I don't know stands. Yep. Oh. Don't know. Don't know that. What was that book? Dakota? Um, Axe Handle? What was the book? Hatchet. Hatchet? That. <laughs> right. Dakota. <laughs> and I don't know stands. I don't even know how to spell it. What is it? It's like, it's after that Eminem song, Stan. The one where, have you ever heard that song? The one where. No, I probably Emin- have because Cullen's a huge fan, but. Um, yeah, I was probably. It's basically is a fan who, a person who is a fan to the point of creepy obsessiveness. Right. Yes. Although yes. people use it as a positive thing to say, but I really. What's the stan. root of it? I mean, Stan is a as a super fan or something. No, like yeah. Stan. Stan is the name of the fan in the Eminem song. Okay, so it's we're literally this stan. guy. It, it describes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a pejorative, but it's been turned into like, uh, you know, uh, like I stand Lady Gaga or I stand Bradley Mm -hmm. Cooper or whatever. It's awfully close to Stens. Let's just say that. (laughs) Well, there's some crossover there, actually, in in uh, in style. Indeed. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. This is great. We just turned into an episode of Reply All. (laughs) We totally did. Do we all understand it now? (laughs) 
Uh, and I just wanted to mention uh, Luke's uh, nervousness about ordering something on Postmates and then being concerned it's not going to get to the hotel because that's me basically every Wednesday night now when I'm in Boston. <laughs> I finally found a place really close to a hotel I stay at a lot in Newton uh, that has a really good Greek salad. And believe it or not, I like to order mm. a salad after a long day of eating garbage on flights and at work. A what, the, way you, the, way, the way you say salad <laughs> what you, what is adjacent to, to Dallas. <laughs> I order a Dallas salad. <laughs> what would be in that? Just like a bunch of chain restaurants sprinkled into yeah. uh, <laughs> arugula? Uh, so I order a Greek salad with grilled chicken. <laughs> Can you say it right? Can you say it right? That's what I want to know now. That's what salad. everyone wants to know. There we what? go. Salad. Not while I'm laughing, I can't. Yeah, look, it's. I think we all know that my relationship with salads is tenuous, so it's oh. not something I go around saying a lot. But anyway, can you say Dallas to... correctly though? We're not getting off this, Bobby. We need to let's stop this right here. If I try, to I mean, say I don't want to Dallas, stop it. I love the way you say it, but I just want to hear you Dallas. say it. Like people say it. <clears throat> if I try to say Dallas correctly, say Dallas really Cowboys. Just say Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. No, you that can't do it. No, it sounds, it's going to sound it. like Dulles. It's going to sound like I'm talking about the airport in D.C. Try it again. A terrible airport. No, we're going to move two. on because I need to get to the parade. But this is an ongoing topic. We'll bring back Bobby's accent, Bobby's Western New York accent all the time. <laughs> it's just those two words. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to kill you over your accent. You, you're oh, fine. there are others. I have. There's a whole flight of these diphthong vowels, and whole double flight. letters. And... <laughs> oh, you're right. There, there might be a lot more here. Right. Oh, there's many Move more. There's, there's a lot of gold here. We should save it for a Friday show. Okay. Uh, but yes, I, I have been there anxiously waiting to see if food shows up in my hotel room or if I've put it in right with the room. And some hotels, they get there and then they don't let them up and then they call and it's a whole thing. So I sympathize with Luke. That's all. I've never done it before, but I it always makes me nervous. The only other thing that I was going to say is Grubhub is like what my grandmother used. Like I don't, I can't believe that that he's Andrew is still using it. I he's I you know I understand you get stuck in a technology and that's just like what you use, but I don't know. I feel like they're more expensive. And yeah, it was like my my grandmother would have like a menu of like what they uh, you know would pick up from. And it did not seem very efficient. Uh, I, it's all about who has which restaurants because I have Grubhub and I have Postmates. Postmates is less popular than Grubhub in Boston, so I still use Grubhub a lot. In in Buffalo, there's one called Skip the Dishes, which is like a local one, no, which is super sketchy. Name. And they never deliver to our house correctly. They deliver to the parking lot next door, and I get mad. <laughs> <clears throat> the geography of where we live is a little weird, so I, I understand the confusion, but I don't know how many times I have to put it in the notes like very explicit directions on where you should go and they just ignore them. You have um, to cross over the moat. Right. <laughs> now you have to go uh, oh, up to the moat. It, it's very complicated. <laughs> but you would well, think drop the, drop the kittens and the and the food and yell meow right. and then get the fuck out of there. Or just call me from the street. Like I've even put that in there. Just like call me and I'll guide you. No, no, no. So I always end up walking over to the parking lot next door. Uh <laughs> Anyway, I, I've been there. The place I like with the delicious chicken Greek on lettuce uh, is uh, <laughs> is delivery only, even though it's only a few blocks from the hotel. I would just go get it. But for some reason, they won't let me come pick it up. So it's fraught. On green was concerned. I like the idea of the Greek on lettuce. His name is Stavros. 
<laughs> may I have well, may I have the Greek on lettuce, please? In Buffalo, when you go to the Greek restaurants, they actually call that chicken in the grass or steak in the grass. Oh. Yep. Mm. It's usually like a spinach salad. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> with dandelion greens. He can't do it. I'm telling you guys. He, he, he can't do it. I can't turn left and I can't say sail it. I'm sorry. No, I, I can't do a Boston accent. So, well, I just think it's great that there's just these two words. That's that's why it's funny to me, Bobby, because it's so specific. These two words. Am I right? Oh, I, I, I know there are others. Uh, route or root route eh. is one that gets me in trouble. No, either it's way okay. is acceptable on that one. Yeah. Well. Wrong. He's in his head. And. He's in his head right now. <laughs> Can we go to Root. final thoughts? Let's go to final thoughts. Uh, if we have something that didn't fit into any of the categories that we thought was a very good spoof or that we thought was really terrible. It's a very Jerry Springer to... type title, though. I'm not, I think we need to work on the title of the final thoughts. Yeah. yeah all right. Just... Let's workshop it. Yeah. Oh, wait. I have to interrupt. We somehow forgot about Luke jogging past a man with a machine gun <gasps> oh, oh how did we God. do that what's wrong with us let me just read listener sam's email and then we'll just go from there listening to friday's show and my mind is blown it takes a special flavor and i'm gonna note here that sam spells flavor with a u of narcissism and white male privilege to casually jog past a man with a machine gun no words i would throw my phone but i think reality is folding in upon itself <laughs> That's, that was that's a wild. big story. Yeah. How did we not put that I, on? The... I think it's because we were in the wild and we forgot to tie in his urban San Diego jog through the military base. <laughs> yes, I I posted that in our Slack channel immediately. I think I was still hearing it. I I was yes. like, that is one of the biggest examples of white privilege I've ever heard in it's my right life. There. That Luke thought he could just talk his way through a security checkpoint at a naval base so he could continue his jog. All I can oh say is God. Gibbs would have been on the scene in no time to clean that up. <laughs> For uh, sure. Oh, this is why I didn't make it because entitled etiquette didn't get copied over to the other sheet. So that's... Oh. That's the jog to the naval base and also Luke's toothpaste getting confiscated, which he thinks it shouldn't because it usually doesn't, even though it's always illegal. Yep. But yeah, so uh, jogging past the machine gun. <clears throat> can, wow. Can I speak to that um, for a oh, second? Because he, 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 he talked about how he, he was actually cognizant of the fact that he was white as he was doing that. And that was kind of the extent of his admittance to any white privilege, white male privilege, whatever. Uh, but uh, I used to work with a, uh, a, a driver at a, at a pizza restaurant, and his name was Ramin, and he was the sweetest guy. He was uh, Iranian. Um, is it Iranian or Iranian? Or Dallas or Salad? Anyway. <laughs> I think it's Iranian. Iranian. Um uh, immigrant and you know in, in the time we worked together he got his brother over then he got his parents over just before trump um took over in like chain migration is what they call it i mm -hmm. guess yeah. and super sweet guy nicest guy and 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 in our delivery area there was a military base there uh, and and it was it was a really bad delivery every time because it was at the the far end the far south end of our area 
and you had to go through the security and then you had to find wherever it was and then you had to, you know, buzz or, you know, whatever you had to do to find the person. And it would take like 45 minutes and it would usually be like a medium pizza for some soldier. And, you know, he'd give you a few bucks and, that, you know, not a great delivery. Uh, and and our our guys, we, we, we always buzzed. We always went, went through with ease. The guards would just, you know, wave us through or they, you know, just look at our license. Um, Ramin would always get his car searched. Uh, he'd mm-hmm. get his trunk searched and, and all that. They weren't like holding a gun to him or anything, but it was just like another 10, 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. these were the worst deliveries uh, for, for, for us in general and for Ramin in particular. And so whenever uh, there would be, um, it's Camp Mabry, by the way, uh, oh, in yeah. Austin. Yeah. And um, <laughs> whenever it, Ramin, Ramin was next up on the delivery board and, and there'd be a Camp Mabry there. Uh, every driver would just say, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. And, and it became even more, um, I, I don't want to say urgent, but, but uh, once once I mean he grew a giant beard because this guy could grow a beard in like you know two days <laughs> and he grew a giant beard which was very well tended but we pictured that as being the point where they're just gonna take his car you know and yeah. you know put it up on a lift and and, <clears throat> and really give it a good rogering so uh, you don't mess with those fucking checkpoints dude yeah you know yeah. Because totally, if you're Ramin to trying to, to jog by with view. your beard, I mean, you're dead now. You're dead. Sorry, Ramin. I love you. You're my bestest buddy, but you're dead now. Don't. Luke wanted to see the view. Come on, Mike. <laughs> I think a good, a good stare. You want to get in a good stare. Never make a guy wearing his full uniform and holding a gun have to run. Uh-huh. Right. This guy had to start jogging after him. And the last thing I want is that guy uncomfortable. Seriously. <laughs> and what if he needed to shoot to someone like, back well, at the back at the station, you know? And instead, yeah. he's out there, you know, not shooting Luke. Yeah. Right. There might be a Ramin oh. on the other side, just running wild. Just get him, shoot him, get him. And and to have your premeditated excuse be ignorance, be like, oh well, but the map told me to run through here. Come on. <laughs> Emily cracked up when I told her that one. When I told her, but. The GPS says it's fine. <laughs> like I said, it's like the office. He's going to just drive into He's going to run into the ocean at some point. Just be like, this is what it told me. I'm picturing Hillary as the voice of the GPS. The GPS says, it's fine. It's fine. Just keep going. It's fine. My ways didn't say anything about machine guns. I didn't see any alerts. It's right. fine. That's actually a failing of your fellow drivers and joggers if Waze doesn't tell you about the armed officer. Yeah, the machine gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did not report it. Um, machine uh, let gun. Me get Justina's, let, let me get Justina's. Yeah. Let me get Justina's phone in here before we yes. leave this because it was so great. She says, "Re Luke's jog onto a naval base. Let's quote P. Fletch. What is wrong with you?" <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was actually looking at all of Justina's throne phones this week. They're all very good. I don't know that we're going to get into detail on the other ones, um, but Justina, I I hear you talking about Luke losing the big chip on his shoulder about growing up poor. Uh, yes. Justina wrote us a very long and thoughtful email, uh, which I'm not going to read really all good. of, but she noted as a child. 
growing up Luke level poor and she made a specific reference to helping talk the power company into not turning off their power. And yes. um, I have specific memories that Justina and I could probably swap stories on. We had an apartment at one point when I was in elementary school, just pre Cujo of um, uh, running an extension cord out from the hallway of the apartment build. It was just like three or four apartments over a storefront and our power was off for long enough at one point that we were running an extension cord out. And then if we saw or heard that the landlord was coming, we had to pull it back in really quick so that we wouldn't get in wow. trouble. Uh, oh, hobby. Yep. That was, um, that was, that was among the, the roughest of that era of my life. Um, but Justina, I hear you. And the hardest part is now having money and realizing that, you know, she has kids and she's talking about kids asking for things and your reflex being what we didn't get clean new clothes <laughs> you know things like that uh and realizing it's not a ridiculous request it just was when we were kids but uh i, I followed all of that if we ever get into another serious conversation about that and something tells me we will with this podcast mm-hmm. uh yes. we'll, we'll bring this back around but justina that was the first of like five in a row you sent us on different yeah. things and, uh, we hear you. We see you. We appreciate you. We're just not going to read them all right now because we got to wrap this up. And speaking of which, let's get to those final thoughts. New name, TBD. I know, Bobby, that you had you had one that uh, is really in your uh, wheelhouse, so to speak. Yeah. Well, my big wheel. Yeah. Uh, big wheel at the Cracker Factory. Somehow... Not just a Simpsons reference in the minds of Luke and Andrew. Boy, this was painful. I'm trying to figure out the origin of this saying. Oh, God. Classic Simpsons line, uh, and nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were they accurate? And Andrew's like, their... I don't understand why people don't get that for charades or win, right. lose, or draw or whatever. Well, no, it was, the, it was the bottle cap. It's one of the show pictures of this week, him photoshopping oh, right. a pictogram of right, right. a big wheel by using a penny thar- farthing. And then that Justin was the Bieber worst. At, at a factory. It was. Yep. No, that was the worst rebus I ever saw. Worst. <laughs> <laughs> I did like it's funny, but as far as like expecting anyone to get it, it's the worst. Yeah, like good joke, yeah. bad Rebus. Yeah, God, that yeah, that one. <laughs> so, uh, that was my. I can't believe he told that joke. I'm working on a Rebus based podcast. I it, I don't know how I'm going to work. It's a very visual medium, but I'm thinking. You know, <laughs> The only reason I ever knew what an all was, A-W-L, is because right. it used to be on yep. the back of the Mickey's Big Mouth caps. And, you know, I was <laughs> I was a, I was a malt liquor drinking um, intellectual, so I was always looking God. for puzzles, right. uh, you know, in high school. Right. You know, before before All class. those puzzles on the floor of your car in high school. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Wait. Hey, hey. Hang on, teach. I'm doing a rebus over here. What? Oh, I it's an all. I finally looked it up. Yep. <laughs> to be or not to be. I get it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Done. Okay, I'm on the way to class. Don't worry about it. Um my my uh that's a good spoof slash I can't believe he told that joke kind of or side by side. Um first of all that they didn't remember that it was Cranky Yandy. That was like the whole joke, yeah. wasn't it? And then they were like surprised at it. Oh, we misspelled it. And I'm like, no, that was the whole joke that it was Cranky Yandy. 
I thought. Um, but their memories are like gnats. I mean, they don't remember. That wasn't that long ago. It was like maybe a year ago. Um, I thought, that, but but then I laughed at the inadvertent cat roll that both of them were like, we just got cat rolled and we didn't even realize it. Boom. <laughs> I know. This was Bobby's long con. No, this one wasn't me. This one wasn't I know. me. <laughs> oh my goodness. So looking forward to a, whatever, a game of ice and spoilers, my favorite segment. Just kidding. LOL. No. That will be a. I think I'm still the sole listener. going to be like, or, what? Sorry, watcher of Game of Thrones. Am I not? No one else is on board with Game of Thrones, right? No. I dropped off in season three somewhere. I'm just There's really into rape. So it's just yeah, a it's just a lot. Of, it's a lot of fisting going on there. I can't. Speaking of how was your 70s key party last night? <laughs> oh right, right. There were it was mostly gay gentlemen, so it was a great old time. Okay. Oh, the blacks were there. Stop! Stop! The must must listen episode of the week is Monday. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It had the closed hike trail. It had the resolution of the stolen basketball. You don't have uh, to be right to Jackson be proud. Talk. Yes. <laughs> Happy if you're going to listen to one show of the week, that's what I do. And it's pre-wine uh, cooler naming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um Housekeeping. You want fisting? Uh, you can buy Stop. stuff from us. Um, Jesus, I've never tipped oh. a housekeeper that well. We, <laughs> I'm a pretty good tipper too, but uh, you would if you had mine. Uh, LittleRedBandwagon.com. Um, the archive project is ongoing. Contact Christy for that. Buy stuff from Amazon um, through our link at LittleRedBandwagon.com forward slash Amazon earbuds and earworms this week. It's women's history month. Um, how many, how many days in, in March? 31. 31. See women get the full month and then the blacks, yep. they got what? 28, maybe 29 on a good year. <laughs> and then men get, get the like rest 10, of the year. We get yeah, 10% then, more of a month than black people. And then men post up on the rest of the year. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Seems about right. That seems about how, you know, the world treats us. All right. And I'm just thinking so, about how black black ladies are almost sweeping the first quarter. Phyllis, I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going to win a majority in the first quarter, but that's not going to get them to the finish line overall. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pay gap continues. <laughs> uh, songs by ladies, for ladies, and about ladies. That's on Earbuds and Earworms. This week. Oh my God. If you want to get involved with the show after all of this, I'm not sure why you'd want to (laughs) go to littleredbandwagon.com. Maybe not get involved Uh, this week. Throw your phone, hug your phone, gently place your throne, your phone at throwyourphone.com. On the throne. Uh, Place your phone down the throne. Yeah. Hillary, are you sitting on the throne? Uh, No, I, no, I have a little stool that i'm sitting on okay. uncomfortable stool she had brunch she's i good. did i ate eggs and bacon 
You ate it's all around. It's been a good show. In the bathroom <laughs> while recording a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, your life is amazing. Chamber oh Studios. God. That's the, that's the uh, name of the Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> Come Studio. visit us on Facebook. Bobby is going to post the cover and its alternate of our new romance sexual harassment novel on there. So I think... And for once, I'm see that. actually going to do it. I always say I'm going to put things in the show notes and then forget, but this I'm going to do. Yep. Show also, if you haven't seen the uh, picture, I'm sorry, and if you haven't seen the picture of uh, Luke and Andrew in their tennis outfits, I, that's the cover of the Stens. So uh, if you've been laying off the Stens, like some people do, um, get back in there and look at that picture. A show Twitter at LRB Podcast. Email us anything longer at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail or text us at 802-432-TBTL. That's 8285. And fax Bobby a butt at 617-354-8513. A few butts for St. Patrick's Day <laughs> would not be amiss. Some green butts. And uh, Hillary, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. Uh, we love you, Jen, and we love the post office, but they need to fucking just charge what it. Oh, my God. Salad. <laughs> that was pretty good. What do y'all think? Yeah. But you still ain't calling I left my cell, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom I sent two letters back in autumn You must not have got them There probably was a problem at the post office or something Sometimes I scribble addresses too sloppy when I jot them But anyways, fuck it What's been up, man? How's your daughter? My girlfriend's pregnant too I'm about to be a father If I have a daughter, guess what I'ma call her? I'ma name her Bonnie I read about your Uncle Ronnie too, I'm sorry I had a friend kill himself over some Who didn't want him I know you probably hear this every day, but I'm your biggest fan. I even got the underground shit that you did with Scam. I got a room full of your posters and your pictures, man. I like the shit you did with Rockets, too. That shit was fat. Anyways, I hope you get this, man. Hit me back. Just a chat. Truly yours. Your biggest fan. It's a stand. Fucking nailed that, Bruce Willis. Though you have to admit, everyone must admit. <laughs> I, you could do it, it at worth the end. The dogs you over. could do it at the end. Oh, yeah, I've already done it. I mean, I I, I dropped <laughs> can, the mic on that one a long time ago. A reprise. <clears throat> <laughs> now I'm going to let you do it. You, you, you sing on every show. Can you can you bring can you bring a good version? <laughs> no, I stayed out until one Come last on. night. Uh, Do you need me to send you the lyrics? Because, you know, I know it's a little bit tricky. I need to go find my harmonica real quick and then we can... It's wet and it's dry. (laughs) My, 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 my. There you go. There are the lyrics. (laughs) There it is. Yay. Hey, me, fellas.
Look here. Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler. Seagram's Golden Wine Cooler. It's wet and it's dry. It's wet and it's dry.